Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Kinetic Life Podcast, brought to you by Kinetic Renew. This podcast is dedicated to helping you find your way to your dreams, your goals, and your success. We'll be fueling that with key information on topics like health, science, tech, and lifestyle, coated with a few laughs along the way. In this episode, a quote from Winston Churchill starts an interesting discussion about success. A personal story from Michael leads to a few secrets to success from Mark. A vegan smoked salmon-like food product made from cyanobacteria? Yum! Blueberries and dementia, superfood benefits. Oxytocin, is it really the chemical of love or something else? Plus a few helpful success tips and tricks to help you on your journey. And now we begin. Here's Michael Chalavutis and Dr. Mark Hertzberg. Welcome back uh, for another episode of Kinetic Life Podcasts. I am Mike Chalavutis, your host, uh, along with my good old friend, Dr. Mark Hertzberg. So let's get started. Um, I'd always like to start with a, a nice quote, and this one comes from one of my favorites, Winston Churchill. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is a courage to continue that counts. I'd like to break this down. Success is not final. And I thought of this in a couple of different ways. Uh, first come to mind were a couple of big companies that no longer exist. Uh, Blockbuster, you know, MySpace. They were huge for the time, but they went the way of the buggy whip. So uh, I guess they got a little bit lax and didn't innovate and, uh, you know, too laid back in, uh, in, in what they've done. Or you could look at it in the way of, of Steve Jobs and Apple, where he had some initial success before being released by Apple. I mean, he was cut, took, taken off the board. He ended up resigning, uh, ended up creating his own company, which was uh, Next Computers, uh, which was eventually bought by Apple in 97, uh, which is what, about five, six years later after he ended up getting, you know, 85 he got kicked out, so 97. So we're talking 12 years later before re-becoming the CEO again, and we all know what happened to, to Apple. The rest is history. I think we can connect this up to the saying that those who think they can, can. Those who think they can't, can't. This is kind of a corollary, which is if you think you can, you can, but once you do, if you think you're done, you're done. If you think you can, but then once you do it the first time, you think you don't have to anymore. That's the same as thinking you can't. And the same thing is if you fail, don't get rid of the I think I can. If you if you take failure to mean, oh, I can't, well, then you become the guy who can't because he thinks he can't. If you just say, okay, failure, I have to learn, figure it out, come back in a different way. Or in Mr. Acton's case going, if they don't want me, that's their problem. I'll do it myself. I don't, uh, it would have been easier with them and they would have owned most of the profit, but I don't need them. Oh, I agree. And I guess for the success is not fine. I guess what you're saying is keep moving the bar. Once you've hit that spot, keep moving. I guess you hear the stories of, you know, guys wishing to win the Stanley Cup or the Super Bowl, whatever it is, and they get to that point and then they kind of, a uh, now what? You know, as long as you keep moving the bar, success, you'll just kind of continue it, you know, continue it. Uh, if you hit that point and then just call it a day, that's where it ends up kind of being the end, I guess. And this gets close to one of my favorite uh, things to talk about, uh, which is there's no such thing as a stable system in science, in business, in biology, in the world. 
things are either growing or dying. That's entropy. The that's why I never talk about my childhood in the past tense because <laughs> if you're not growing, you're dying. You're dying. So you have to keep heading towards something. So if you have a success and you call it the success, you're beginning to deteriorate at that point. The journey's over, you're over. Literally not just, going downhill. Yeah, it's like, okay, this was one success, now I gotta do better. Now we gotta go into a bigger challenge. What's the next challenge for someone who proved they can do this? And that also goes in line with the, the continuation of a stressor. Now we all think of stressors as a bad thing. You know, people don't want to have stress. They want to, you know, no stress at all. They want to have all their bills paid. They want everything to be relaxed. But stressors are what kind of pretty much keep you growing. Getting onto stress, as we've discussed, there are two completely different kinds of stress. Uh, under well, under this classification, yeah. I'm sure uh, there's probably a lot but more. There's there's management and middle management stress is one example. If you are the boss and you give orders and uh, everyone follows them and if you succeed, it's all about you. And if it doesn't succeed, no one's gonna say anything because you're a boss. <laughs> that type of stress is energizing. If you're middle management where you do what you're told from above, take the blame if it doesn't work, no matter how much you know it won't work, you can't change that, but get no credit when it does work, that stress kills. And all of if you remove all stress from life, it fades and withers. It needs a challenge. Or as Captain Kirk said, maybe we weren't meant to live in paradise. Maybe we need the challenges of life in order to thrive. I agree. So you're pretty much saying that there's a fine line between the good type of stress that moves you forward and that type of stress that slowly kills you. <laughs> or quickly kills you. Or quickly kills you. Yeah, that too. So, I mean, there's even another form of stress. If, I mean, technically, your stress response is still, uh, you know, taking place on good situations. When you're excited, it's still a stress response. It's just people don't categorize it as a stress response because they're happy about whatever it may be. If you go to the gym and say, I'm going to use a slightly higher weight than I've been using to stress my muscles a little bit more for the exercise, that could be stress that helps. If while you're doing this, I accidentally drop a 14 ton weight on you, that's a little bit too much stress. <laughs> a little counterproductive. We're sponsored by Kinetic Renew. Kinetic Renew is a four-ounce shot of all-natural ingredients that deliver some amazing benefits, like improved mental clarity, long and short-term focus, and improved memory and cognition. Plus, Kinetic Renew improves mood with the added benefits of anti-stress and anti-anxiety. Kinetic Renew provides antioxidants and neuroprotection. All this with no caffeine, no artificial flavors, sweeteners, or colors, and it's only five calories. Kinetic Renew is what you drink to arrive focused and alert and you won't get that caffeine or sugar crash go to kineticlife.com and use promo code pod one for a special 30 percent discount pod and the number one pod one the 30 percent off special discount is for a limited time only so log on now and save kineticlife.com that's k-i-n-e-t-i-q life.com now uh i have one or two personal stories that i'd like to share um that kind of fall in line with this quote that, you know, uh, failure is not fatal, success is not final. Um, one of them I might have spoke before uh, by college and actually grad school um, that, you know, right now 
in my room, I have my rejection letter next to my diploma for both my undergrad and graduate school. So I guess you could say I never took no for an answer. Uh, then, you know, for lacrosse, which I might have mentioned before, I played high school, college, you know, lacrosse. Um, I was cut from the team in seventh grade, which everyone makes the team in seventh grade. I ended up playing playing that year for a different school, uh, as crazy as that sounds. Um, and I was undersized, but I thought I was talented enough to play. Um, and uh, I guess, you know, as the quote mentions, courage, in this case, was more of a work ethic of just training and eating and trying to get myself bigger and stronger and, uh, you know, and something I never let go. I made the team in eighth grade. Actually, was, uh, I guess you only have captains in eighth grade, but I guess I was one of them, if you want to call that. Uh, and then follow up, you know, a couple of years later, I was captain of the varsity team. So it's, you know, it's courage, it's work ethic, it's, it's wanting to push yourself to the next step, um, whether it's in work, school, uh you know, get the C on that test, study harder. It is the, what are you going to do next? Life's handing you lemons, you know, pick yourself up and you can make some lemonade or whatever it may be to, you know, push yourself one step closer to that direction of success. If you just do things you're good at, you could call it successful, but you'll never understand success. Mm. It's the getting there because it was a difficult trip. And the definition of difficult trip means there have to be setbacks. There have to be things that you had a, you started it, other people are better, uh, and you figure out how to get better and overcome them. Uh, you know, that it reminds me of, I think I told you this story by chance, not on air last week, but uh, 150 years ago, I went on a big group outing, a ski trip out west, and there were a couple people on it who were just like pro skiers and very snooty. And most of the lot had like never skied or skied very little. And most of them just counted how many times they fell. <laughs> and I've been there. <laughs> you know, they went from 60 times a day and after a week, 50, 40, 30. And, I, and I'm going, you're doing the same bunny hill after a week. You're just falling less. I felt the same amount every day, but each day it was on a higher level hill. So you push it a little bit harder. And by the end of the day, I was skiing five, six levels above the people I started with. Of course, I accidentally ended up in the hill 15 levels above, but that's another story. But you made it out alive and that's all that matters. Well, me and my skis arrived separately, but yeah. (laughs) Most important thing is you made it out. And I know the feeling, I mean, I started learning skiing at late 20s i went down a few times but it just kept moving up to the next level it's like okay i fell down less on this slope let's move up to the next level well let's move to the next one (laughs) one time was i with the man in the booth over here might have been it might have been before i went skiing with him but in one of the new york uh ski areas there's a place where like three different paths on a really big thing come together all different levels and i took this 
coming down one of them, I must have been in the air doing 15 somersaults, not, but I was very good at falling because you hurt, don't hurt yourself falling. You hurt yourself trying not to fall. Mm. But I had three different hills. They all stopped. And when I finished, I had a standing ovation for the way I fell. Oh, jeez. Did you like end up back on your skis? I or? wish there were cell phones in YouTube in that day because oh. I would have liked to have seen that. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I, one of the first times I skied, I end up at some point getting myself turned around and going down backwards. Not intentionally. And at some point, I rearranged myself to get forward. And, you know, I got some pretty good compliments of because they thought I was just doing it naturally. No, I was scared SH, you know, going down backwards. You're supposed to do the Pee Wee Herman. I meant to do that. <laughs> uh, the best was going, taking a wrong turn. And then going down a steep hill with moguls. And I'm not sure if you've ever done moguls before. Not on purpose, but yes. Yes. Oh, this was a not on purpose. I've never done it before. And my, usually in the past when it's something I just want to get around people, I usually just pick up my speed and dodge. Um, but you can't just power through moguls that way. And I pretty much did what you did. A nice, you know, somersault. And um, in this situation, I think everything went in different directions. I might have one ski still on. You don't dodge them. You take the shock absorbers from a dodge. As we may have mentioned in the past, um, we uh, digress more often than not. So I hope you're in for uh, many of a joy enjoyable asides as we move forward. <laughs> well, as you know, when I ever finish my 42,000-page autobiography, the name of it is But I Digress. <laughs> Zig Ziglar once said, motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. Anne Lamont once said, don't look at your feet to see if you're doing it right. Just dance. So something that, you know, I've mentioned in the past, and I'm a big fan of, you know, just keeping in touch, general knowledge, science news, you know. I believe there used to be like CBS, NBC commercials, you know, knowledge is power, knowing is power. What does it used to be? Knowing is... You see the little star come across the screen? Oh, now you know. Oh, now, now you know. Okay, so I'm completely off of it. But more of a knowledge is power. At the end of the day, the more you know, uh, the smarter you are, whether it's stuck in the wilderness or coding computer, you know, or just in a general party trying to make conversation with people, the more you know, the better are you off. Um, you know, in, in life, in career, finances, you name it, the more you know, the better. Now, for the most part here, we talk about wacky science. Uh, no, wacky, interesting science and news. We talk about science sometimes in a wacky way. There, there you go. That's a good way of putting it. So a few articles that I'd like to discuss with this week uh, with my uh, good friend across the table. Uh, the first one, which I found very interesting, is they're using spirulina, which many of you may have heard of it before, um, as a supplement. It's a beautiful blue-green powder made from cyanobacteria allergy. You know, which you might find in the pool, but don't take the algae out of your pool to consume. Um, very healthy supplement by, I think, by mass is, uh, per gram. It's like it was one of the most nutritious supplements in the world, spirulina. It's the real source of everything, photosynthesis. Uh, unlike pe people, plants do it all. Plants don't do photosynthesis. They co-opted this algae to do it for them. Mm. With spirulina, you could add it to smoothie or plenty of other things, but they're actually using it now to make, I guess, the Beyond Meat version of smoked salmon. Uh, 
So it is a fishless smoked salmon. And apparently, not only by texture, smell, and taste, it's pretty darn close. Now, I would imagine at this point, the technology is so new that the cost is probably even beyond getting real smoked salmon. But I would imagine 10, 15, 20 years from now, uh, after perfection, you'll be able to get smoked salmon at a fraction of the price. And for those who are, you know vegan even better you could enjoy the taste of smoked salmon and no fish or harm you can go into the store in the morning say i'd like a coffee and a bagel with cream cheese and algae please oh well, i'm assuming they give it smokes by berlina yeah smokes berlina uh or, well beyond meats beyond fish i don't know they'll probably find a, a fun unique name with it by the time uh it hits the stores uh but if you can't tell the difference yeah why not? And actually, how nutritious spirulina is, I would say it's just as nutritious or more than the smoked salmon itself. And Assuming they don't lose the nutrients in the processing. It'll probably also, because one of the biggest problems when they're growing these things or trying to make them is the texture. Yeah. And when you think of like trying to imitate, they started with like hamburger ground meat because a lot of the texture has been uniformized. Yeah. But... One day they want to try to grow and make steaks, and that's hard. But the texture of smoked salmon locks to some people probably is much easier to achieve with this. Oh, I would imagine. You know, it's not overly thick. It's kind of, I guess, I don't say mushy, but it's... <laughs> you could probably consume it without teeth if you wanted. <laughs> yeah, it's not the most difficult chew. I am ready to face any challenges that might be foolish enough to face me. Dwight Schrute. Blueberries and dementia. Did we mention dementia? So blueberries, uh, especially wild blueberries, are loaded with nutrients, uh, specifically antioxidants. Antioxidants are what helps prevent the scary thing of the oxidative species and the breakdown of everything from your cells to aging. More antioxidant for the most part, usually the better. Um, specifically in blueberries and grapes, something called anthos anthocyanins and proanthocyanins, um, which pass the blood-brain barrier, which for those who don't know is a very selective barrier. But getting those antioxidants in there is, is important, um, has been shown to improve memory and brain health. Now, I believe this article, Mark, you correct me if wrong, um, actually has shown talked about these antioxidants acting um, to improve insulin sensitivity, and specifically insulin sensitivity uh, on the brain, allowing to improve glucose uptake or sugar to pass the brain, uh, which is a energy source for brain cells. Yes, that was all in the article. Now, a lot of fruit, and one thing, look for color. Because a lot of what's good in a lot of these fruits is the color. What they were saying here is the blueberry seems to be very special, especially the wild blueberry. Mm -hmm. So be careful when hunting wild blueberry because they're wild. <laughs> the uh, So it's not anything shockingly new, but it's kind of more and more evidence is coming in of how well these work and how blueberries are outstanding in this field. As we know from our sponsor, Kinetic, uh, we have an ingredient made from a very specific grape skin that is very good with a lot of these things. And the interesting thing I learned 
uh, from that is everyone always talks about grapeseed, like grapeseed oils, this and that. But the truth is, what protects the grape? It's the skin, not the seed. So where will you find antioxidants, things to protect you? Look to the skin. Dark skin. But as we've also been talking for like some products before we saw this article, there's a lot of use for blueberry for a lot of things. And this just makes us a little bit more uh, happy to integrate blueberry down the road. Blueberries are great for general health. It's low in, gly- in the glycemic factor, so not high in sugar. Um, and the skin is just loaded with powerful antioxidants. And the antioxidants themselves provide amazing health benefits. Uh, but in this situation, they actually talk about improving insulin sensitivity, uh, in which case uh, they call insulinomimetic. It's mimicking insulin. Ooh. Or I would say complementing it uh, in, in I hope insulin doesn't take insult because everything offends everything now. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, we'll have to ask insulin someday. We'll bring him on next week. If we could get insulin as a guest. That would be, <laughs> that would be a coup. <laughs> um, so yeah, in this case, it was talking about specifically in helping insulin sensitivity across the blood-brain barrier, but I would imagine if it's if it's reacting there, that means it also would improve insulin, insulin sensitivity throughout. I think blood Brain barrier deserves a little bit of its own intro because this is one thing that people sometimes hear but they don't quite understand. The brain needs to be protected. And one of the things that we have evolved uh, is a blood-brain barrier, which is basically kind of like specialized security. Uh, that things that even are allowed through the security of the rest of the body, when it comes time to go into the special section, the brain, they pass through a much tighter security system that pretty much says no to almost everyone and everything. So it's very difficult to get through. Uh, There is one tougher barrier, the eye, which people don't realize, but half the eye is actually part of the brain, but it's actually extra protected. It has a double barrier. So that's when people have retinal issues, that comes up. One of the problems is this thing that is protecting, it's almost like there's a fire and security won't let you through. Mm. The firemen don't pass security. When things go wrong and we try to send things to the brain to help, even our drugs and other things we send in have to get through this blood-brain barrier and it is a problem. Yeah, and so improving this situation, the ability to pass glucose or sugar, the energy source for the brain, past the blood-brain barrier is huge. I mean, there's some studies, and this kind of confirms some of what we heard, that uh, certain forms of dementia, dementia progression, is caused by a, uh, a, a lack of energy in the brain, a reduction in uh, getting glucose to brain cells, which then leads to an abundance of issues, which we're not going to get into at this point because it'd be a while. It'd be a long discussion. Uh, but And one of these days when we have that discussion, you should also talk about how the brain really favors fats over glucose. Um, yeah, we'll get into that another time. Uh, but in this situation, they're showing that the insulin mimetic ability of the polyphenols in blueberries led to an improvement in reduction in dementia progression and an improvement in, uh, I guess, cognitive ability in early dementia patients. So it's showing the benefits of blueberry, the benefits of blueberry as improving insulin levels, uh, as well as the fact kind of supporting a theory that energy 
inefficiency, lack of energy for the brain and is one of the possibilities for a dementia progression. Can I digress since you, I, I don't want to make a lie out of you and you said we do a lot of digressing. Just want to mention because we talked about you know, different antioxidants and one thing that I did not know until recently is that melatonin, what everybody thinks of as, isn't that the thing that you get from sunlight that regulates sleep patterns? <laughs> and it turns out that it's also one of the strongest of all antioxidants. It has an other uh, uh, function. I don't know if it's a different variant of mel melatonin or just where in the body it's working. And therefore, the sunlight actually helps with a lot of problems that antioxidants are needed. And the article that I first saw that first brought this up is that in certain areas, the difference between people who did better once infected with COVID, and I think it would apply to flus and other things too, compared to people that everything else was the same, but didn't do as well, was how much sunlight they were getting. Okay, so vitamin D, melatonin, kind of a combination. Well, this was saying it, it was much more the melatonin here than the vitamin D. Oh, that's D. what they looked at. Yeah. Because vitamin D plays a big role in the immune response. I'm curious if melatonin plays a role in the immune response or more they were talking about just the antioxidant properties. And I guess people don't use it so much as an antioxidant because most part the levels are low compared to everything else. And I would imagine supplementing with large doses of melatonin would be detrimental compared to, you know, supplementing with large doses of vitamin C or, uh, you know, grapes or, you know, blueberries, antioxidants and that. Um, and I guess melatonin is fat soluble, if I remember correctly, like vitamin D. So it's a little bit different. It's not going to get washed out if you have too much. But I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. I'm not I didn't see the original article. I saw a report, so it didn't go into enough depth uh, to answer all of your questions. But I would assume that they kind of regulate it for vitamin D. So people might have been having vitamin D supplements or they might have like tested vitamin D levels and found even if you address people who had even vitamin D, it was still a difference based on. Yeah, there's something else, different factor. Yeah. Makes sense. We'll have to look into it a little bit further. All across the globe, people are setting goals, making a plan to achieve those goals, and then they are taking action. And you can too. If you need a little help, drink Kinetic Renew. It's like drinking a subtle liquid superpower. Gain sharper focus, improved mental clarity, long and short-term focus, and improved memory and cognition. Plus, Kinetic Renew improves mood with the added benefits of anti-stress and anti-anxiety. You can do anything you put your mind to. So join the success-minded world. Go for your dreams and bring along Kinetic Renew. Save 30% by using promo code POD1. Buy online today at KineticLife.com. That's K-I-N-E-T-I-Q Life.com right now. Now we're going to talk about a fun brain chemical that has seemed to make older individuals kinder. So this is why grandma is giving you that extra dollar in the card. I can go in two directions right now. So uh, first, I just like to make an aside. I've always found that older people don't get one way or the other, kinder, nicer, meaner, this, whatever they were, <laughs> they tend to not worry as, as much about restraining. <laughs> so... Angry people get more crotchety and angry. Nice people might get nicer. 
But assuming that there's niceness to work with to begin with, they're talking about, am I pronouncing it right? Oxytocin. Correct, yeah. Which is a really fun chemical. That is the chemical, it's been called the chemical of love. But actually, it's not really like lust love. It's more like long-term romantic. It's bonding. So what they're saying is by raising these levels in older people, anything that makes social bonds increases or anything to help or because you feel bonded. So if you feel more socially bonded to people, you're more likely to help them. Which makes sense. Like it also kind of makes sense of everything I've known about oxytocin from that aspect of the love with a bonding hormone and that it's usually inversely correlated with hormones such as testosterone. That the single male has much more testosterone and a lot less oxytocin compared to the the married father, you know, the father of two whose levels of oxytocin are much higher. But unfortunately, with that high oxytocin, eh, that testosterone level has dropped a bit too. Mm. Well, one thing, uh, there's a lot of connections made between oxytocin and... Wait for it. Chocolate! And one of the very first routines I did a thousand years ago when someone dared me to do stand-up comedy was about research that just came out about chocolate and oxytocin. And basically, chocolate is one of the few foods, I think back then the article was saying that it had precursors, and now they say more like it does something to cause the brain to release it. But... It's pretty much the best source in nature if you want to just increase your oxytocin. And they say that's why you'll find that, let's say, someone who has just been dumped. Mm. Okay. Because what's mis- when they're climbing the walls, it's actually very similar to someone who's trying to go cold turkey off a drug and climbing the walls. The drug is oxytocin. And while you're in an ongoing relationship, your levels are high. Yeah. When you're suddenly dumped, the levels drop off the scale. And it literally is, or at least as best I remembered this research 150 years ago, uh, it literally is like a drug withdrawal. And you'll find people who don't like chocolate or people who are even allergic to chocolate suddenly have a craving and are binging on it. To the point of, let's say, I've heard of cases that you know, usually I'm talking intolerance when I'm saying allergy, but also people who actually needed medical help because they were eating something they were literally allergic to. But it's it's one reason there's this craving for chocolate is it gets you to produce oxytocin. Now put these two together and give Grandpa Reese's chocolate with peanut butter (laughs) and he might be nice to you. So lots of chocolate to Grandma and Grandpa, and I guess that's why we give chocolate on Valentine's Day and probably probably one of the few reasons my fiance still likes me because of all the chocolate sheets that I I provide so it's I guess you want to keep someone around and loving you just keep feeding them chocolate and you ever been in those things like where you have this chocolate fountain and they give you strawberries to dip in it and you get take blueberries dip them in chocolate and we've got the wonder drug there you go you don't have to worry about diabetes from the you know insulin insensitivity don't worry about dementia and you just feel good and get all that oxytocin and you're gonna love someone so if i eat too much chocolate am i just gonna start uh, feeling uh, uh, i don't know close to the first person i see how does that work to quote richie cunningham i found my thrill on blueberry hill
want to thank everyone for joining us again today. Uh, I hope you learned something. I hope you got a laugh or two. I enjoyed it. And I hope to see you back here on the next episode. And uh, hopefully we'll learn something else and uh, have a couple more laughs and learn a little, about, a little bit about life and science, how to succeed and become the best person you can be. I can't wait for the next installment. We're sponsored by Kinetic Renew. Kinetic Renew is a four-round shot of all-natural ingredients that deliver some amazing benefits, like improved mental clarity, long and short-term focus, and improved memory and cognition. Plus, Kinetic Renew improves mood with the added benefits of anti-stress and anti-anxiety. It provides antioxidants and neuroprotection, all with no caffeine, no artificial flavors, sweeteners, or colors. And it's only five calories. Here's what people are saying. I drink a bottle of Kinetic Renew and I'm in a better mood. It's like waking up on the right side of the bed. <laughs> it's great. My mental focus is clearly better. I do notice that I have better clarity. Definitely improves my mood for sure. It reduces my stress and I'm just so grateful for that. Go to KineticLife.com and use promo code POD1 for a special 30% discount. P-O-D and the number one, POD1. The 30% off special discount is for a limited time only, so log on now and save. KineticLife.com. That's K-I-N-E-T-I-Q Life.com now. And remember, take good care of yourself, be safe, have fun, and go for your dreams. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered professional advice. All comments, jokes, views, and ideas expressed are those of the hosts or guests and do not represent any company or organizations with whom they may be affiliated. Always make sure to consult your own physician before starting any new diet, supplement, or exercise routine.